This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening, good evening. Good to see you here. Praise the Lord. One of the highlights of my week is Wednesday night. Just to worship God with you. If you need a Bible, why don't you raise your hand or ushers will put the Bible in your hand tonight and you need to get in the Word and God will get into you. Feed your faith and you'll starve your doubts. So we want you to get the Word of God in you. Once you get a Bible, go with me to Genesis 14. I'm going to give you a little teaching nugget on the area of tithes and offerings tonight. Genesis 14, a couple announcements real quick. Friday night, the exchange, the young adults is at 7 p.m. And you say, what is a young adult? I, I don't care if you're 65 and you still think you're young. Just show up, okay? It's okay. You can get in there and say you're a young senior citizen, and they will welcome you, they'll bless you, and all the above. Remember, the Cherish is coming up. Be sure and register for that. And this Sunday night, for all men from 5 to 8, we're having a men's night here. Going to be spectacular. There's flowers out there, so be sure and grab one of those. And I, I personally want to invite all the men to come to that. It'll be good, so bless all of you. Again, we're going to Genesis 14. And... I don't know, when you, when you get into the study of the Bible here, this passage is the first time in the Bible that there was a tithe that was ever given. This, this is the original tither, okay? So we begin, and I'm going to do it real briefly, verse 19, and he blessed him. Now let me give you an illustration real quick. Who he and he blessed him is. The he is this priest whose name was Melchizedek. Most believe that Melchizedek was a shadow of Jesus or it was Jesus. And so it says, and he, Melchizedek, blessed him. The him was a man named Abraham or Abram at the time. And so the patriarch. So we keep reading and it said, he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, Abraham, gave a tithe of all. Now, when you, when you read this here, this tithe was given prior to any legal requirements. In other words, the law was not in effect when this took place right here. So Abraham responds to the office of priest with his generosity and his blessing by giving him a tithe. Now there's something in here you got to see a couple things. Number one is this. He gave his tithe after he had blessed him. And when he gave his tithe, he didn't tithe to get a blessing. He tithed off of his, his gratitude and his thankfulness for the blessing he received. So let me help you just a little bit with that. When God blesses you in your finances, I tithe because I'm grateful. I tithe in recognition that I say, Father God, you're my, you're my financier. You're my banker. You're my source. I don't tithe to get a blessing I tithe to say, thank you, Father God. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, you tithe, you're going to get blessed. This is going to happen. It's part of it. But I do not tithe to, to be blessed. That's not, man, it's just I'm grateful. I'm so honored to do this, Father God. 
Now, once you've done this for a period of time in your life, you realize real quick, man, I, I got to do this. I mean, this becomes a reaction within me. There's not even a thought. We got we to honor God. We got to honor God. And it's something that every one of us have to learn and then obey to do that, just like Abraham had to do that. And so just learn off of the guy who gave the very first tithe. And you study his life. This dude was so blessed. But he was also blessed to be a blessing. Come on, let's pray here. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. We, we thank you. That Father God, every time you, you bless us with increase, we're honored to say thank you. We show our gratitude and our honor to you with our tithes and our offerings. And Father God, just before we, we, we say amen here, would we take time right now to say thank you for being good to us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for taking care of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. If you've got a Bible, go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And I had a little tug of war within, within myself. I have wrote all summer long. I've been writing things and just God has been so faithful to me. And the tug of war within me was, what do I speak on here, Father God? And man, I mean, I, I got... I got a jillion notes laying around. I mean, stuff everywhere. And so I, I started getting in my heart again that back in the year 1952, the Lord spoke to a man of God named Kenneth Hagin. And he said to Kenneth Hagin, he said, teach my people faith. And most of you have been coming to church here for a year while. I, I've taught on faith for, I think, three, three years in a row, just on Wednesday night, week after week. After, I couldn't get off of it. And so we're going to give you some Bible per perspective on faith. I believe a couple things. One, you're going to see the need to develop your faith. You're, you're going to see what faith means to God and everything. But in, 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 I told you to go to Hebrews 11. In Luke 17, verse 5, the disciples said to Jesus, they said, Lord Jesus, increase our faith. Now, the disciples of Jesus, the, the, the 12 that ran with Jesus, they said, Lord, increase our faith. They, they realized something within them need, needed to be increased, and that was the area of faith. And so the Passion Translation says, increase our measure of faith, add faith to us. One translation says, supersize it. Now, we know biblically the size of the, 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 the faith is not what matters because he said you could have faith as a seed of a, or like a seed of a mustard seed. And so he's talking about graces with true faith, genuine faith, sincere faith. And, and it, it's interesting why he says this. And so such faith that when we get a hold of it, it can cause the impossible to happen. And in Mark eleven twenty two, it says, have the God kind of faith. So man, when I read those things, I think, I'll take a double portion of the God type of faith. So we start here tonight, and I'm going to try to go as slow as I possibly can. I have a problem doing that at times. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith. Now faith. 
So when I read the words, now faith, it, it's almost like he's telling me, you can have faith right now. It's not too late to get faith. You, you can have faith. And he says, for faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so when, when I, I read this and I get a hold of this, I begin to dissect it and I begin to think, okay, give me some great definitions of this. Now listen to what the Passion Translation said in verse 1. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. So faith becomes the foundation that's needed. So we've got to have a foundation. So every day, I've, I've been now for three months. On my way home, I go by South Plains Mall. And may, maybe you'll remember all this, but a few months ago, there was this building sitting on the west side called Sears. Sears is no more. And I watched the demolition of Sears. I mean, they tore it down. They were hauling off steel rebar. And so I watched that. And then they cleared the lot. And then for the next, seemed like a year, every day they were hauling in truckloads of dirt. I mean, dirt after dirt after dirt. And then they brought in the heavy machinery. And they went over that dirt day by day by day by day. And when I would drive by, I would see activity. I would see that they were busy. But if you looked at it in the natural, you said, man, is, is anything getting done here? Is there any progress? But what was taking place is they were building the foundation. And just like in that building, just with our lives, the integrity of the foundation of, of that what's built on determines the type of structure that can be built on it. Now what's going on right now, I saw it today, they are these massive metal beams that are going up. And it's not one floor, it's two floors that I can see already. And so the only way that that building can support that metal, that steel that's going up, it had to have a strong foundation. When I read that in the Passion Translation that it says, it becomes the foundation that's needed to acquire the things we long for. And so he gives us incredible instruction here. I, I, I got to get a hold of faith. I got to walk by faith. And so to exercise faith is to have a confidence and an expectation without visible proof. Now let me ask you something. Can you believe something? Can you have an expectation of something that you've never seen? See, he had said faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so Within that verse, I believe he's warning us right there. Faith doesn't operate by your five senses. Just because you can't see it, touch it, hear it, smell it, feel it, doesn't mean it's not working. 
Faith will work. And so that's what he begins to get to. And so he's going to begin to show us within the word of God how this foundation of faith is built on for every one of us. Same chapter. Verse number 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without living faith within us, it's impossible to please him. Now, I believe within every one of our DNA that God put within every one of us is this desire to please God. I believe it's in every one of us. But it's interesting that he said, without faith, you can't please him. So just with that nugget of truth right there, it's like the Lord saying, you got to do everything you know to do to get faith. Now let me give you a simple definition of faith. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Wow. So anytime I read in the scriptures, I read what God's... And remember, faith is acting like God's telling the truth. And so he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Keep reading. For he who comes to God must believe. Now, if you'll get that right there. In order for me to even come before God and approach God, I must believe. In other words, I must have faith. Faith of what? That he is a rewarder and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So when you begin to seek God and you step out by faith, you're going to receive. You're going to get around God. And understand this, that he said he is a rewarder and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So i got to go after him day by day. Day by day by day by day by day. Every day of my life, I, I've, I've got to get around God so the faith begins to move. And so you must operate by faith to please God. Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. So let me give you a little history of your turning there to Matthew 7 of my life. I didn't get born again until I was 19. My knowledge of the word of God was I had a struggle just to spell Bible, let alone know the Bible. And so, me and Shelly, we, we get born again together. We get married. We go to Bible school together. I'm, I'm now a whopping 21 years old. And so every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... For five hours a day, I have the Word of God dumped on me. It's like a dump truck. They'd back this dump truck up and just pour the Word of God on you, and you'd eat as much as you can. And so, it's one of the greatest heritages in my life was to sit under someone that would teach me the Bible. That's all I got every day is the Bible. And so, what you see here is if you come to church here very long, we're going to open the Bible. You know why? Because my thoughts, my theories, my philosophies don't do you any good. Only thing that does you good is the Word of God. You got to get in the Word, okay? 
And so I begin to get around incredible men and women of faith. I mean, just ones that I'd look and think, my gosh, this is incredible. And so it began to change my life. Actually, it challenged me. So I pray this begins to challenge you right now. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. And if you were a, a, a real student of the Bible... The entire chapter of Matthew 7 is red-letter words. Anytime you read your Bible and you see red-letter words, that's Jesus' speaking, his writing to us. So the entire chapter here is, this is Jesus. So you might as well just get in your thoughts here tonight. Jesus is going to give us a little lesson tonight. Verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these saying of mine, so the very first thing he says, Jesus is saying, whoever hears these sayings of mine, whoever hears the word of God of mine. Now with Jesus telling this, that whoever hears the word of God, it shows me immediately that the Lord Jesus is emphasizing the significance of hearing the word of God. You know what the significance is? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what that literally means? That you can't just hear the, the word of God one time and think your faith scale is pinging out. That's not how it is. Think about what he said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and we might as well just keep going. And hearing and hearing and hearing. So if you're low on faith, get in the word. Get in the Word. It's that simple. Keep reading. Therefore, whoever says these hearings of mine and does them, uh-oh, does them, obeys them, applies them to their lives. So it's almost like the Lord Jesus is saying, okay, I'm going to grab you by the hand and I'm going to tell you, First step, you got to hear the word. The next step, you got to obey the word. You got to do the word. You got to apply the word. James 1.22 says that if you are a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, you deceive yourself. And so what he's talking about here, the essence of self-deception is when a person hears the word, but he doesn't act on it. So you know what Jesus is telling us? He's saying, I double dog dare you to hear the word and to obey the word. Now growing up, I lived on a street that if someone challenged you, you may look at them and laugh, but if they looked at you and said, I double dog dare you, that means it's on. It's on. I don't care what it is. It's on. And it's like Jesus is saying, come on now, come on, step up to the plate. So he's breaking this down for us. And then he goes on to say, I will liken him to a wise man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Every one of us in here, we would all like to be looked at wise. We would like, man, whoo, I want to be wise. I want everybody to think I'm wise. 
But if you pay close attention, what did the Lord Jesus say? If you'll hear the word and you'll do the word, I will like you or liken you or compare you to a wise man. Now, wisdom is the ability and, a, and, and the willingness to apply the word of God. See, most of the times we have the thought, wisdom is this, man. I just got it right up here, right here in my kidneys, right here. She's not in here. I, I had a lady who worked for me one day, and I walked by her, and I said, I got it right up here in the kidneys. And I left the room, and she told one of the ladies that worked with me, she said, I didn't think our kidneys were up here. <laughs> okay, we keep going on. The Lord Jesus said, you would be compared to a wise man. Just think what he said. You got to hear the word. Hear the word. Day by day by day. You got to obey the word. You got to do what the word says. And then you would be likened to a wise man. And the wise man is the one who built his house on the rock. Wow. So when I look at the rock, the rock would be the type of foundation that my house would be built on. You build your house on the rock. Verse 25. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and they beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And so you may ask this, why did it stand when the winds came, the floods came, and it beat on that house? Is because it was built on the rock, so we go all the way back. What was the foundation? The rock. The rock was the word of God. Now note what he said. And it beat upon that house. You know what that means? Life is going to come after you. If someone tells you once you get born again and become a Christian, it's smooth sailing. They lied, okay? They are a false prophet. Hmm. Verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine. Now, note the folk that he's talking about in verse 26. He says, those who hear the word, they're still hearing the word. But he goes on to say, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. Does not obey, does not apply, does not respond to what I've asked you to do. He will be like a foolish man. The inability and unwillingness to apply spiritual truths to life's reality. He will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now just think about sand. Sand has the ability to erode pretty quick. Verse 27. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so you see here the parable of the wise and the foolish. It illustrates the absolute necessity of not just hearing the word of God, but doing the will of God or what God has told us to do. So when you look at this here, 
both the wise and the foolish had three things in common. Number one, they both built. Number two, they both heard the word of God. And number three, they both experienced the storms of life. Both of them. So right here, you, you see some similarities. But now we got to look at the contrast as they begin. The wise and the foolish. The wise built his house on the rock. And when you think about building your house on the rock, it's going to take some time. doesn't happen overnight. It's going to cost you a little more because you're going to use some more expensive things. It's time-consuming. It's kind of like those big heavy machines up at Dillard's, what's going on. So you see what he's talking about here, but then when you see the foolish or the one who built on the sand, it was cheaper. He cut corners. He was like, we got to get there faster and faster and faster. So the choice of materials, whether the rock or the sand, it raises a question. And here's the question. How long do you want your house to stand? I can tell you because he said, Jesus said. The winds came, the storms came, the floods came. It's not if they're coming. And so when I get into the storms of the life, I find out what I built my house on. And so again, life's forecast is there will be storms. You will not be exempt. But again, within the storm, the foundation is revealed. And so life's trials, life's difficulties will reveal or expose the type of material your foundation is built on. Hmm. So again, it's, it's, it's day by day, day by day. You know, I heard this about the great evangelist man of God, Billy Graham. It said, if you were to squeeze Billy Graham, the gospel of Jesus Christ would come out of him. The only time in our lives that reveals what's on the inside of us is the storms of life. When life is going smooth, whoo, you don't have no issues. But when the boat starts rocking and life starts coming at you, you find out real quick what my foundation is made out of. Just like what Jesus is talking about. I, I had a patio in one of the homes I lived in. And I noticed a crack in it. And so I went and bought some filler, some concrete and stuff. And I, I filled it in and I thought, okay. Man, when it dried, it looked pretty good. And I thought, okay, that got it. the first freeze came and I went out there one day and I looked and there that crack came back and I tried again I tried again I could never stop that crack and you know what I realized after about the fifth time I had a foundation problem and when I, I say that many of us in this rooms right now we have cracks in our lives 
whether, whether that's emotionally, relationally, whether that's financially. And so what begins to happen? We try to address the symptom instead of the root. Got to build your house on the rock. You got to get that foundation within you. Now turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I don't know about you. I, I love that passage right there. Because the Lord Jesus makes it so simple for every one of us to understand. And I'm building. I'm building. Hebrews 10. Verse 28. Or verse 38. Now. Now there's that word now again. So when I read the word now. He's, he's revealing it. It's not too late. It's never too late to come to God. Now the just and when you see the word just there, that means the righteous ones. How'd you become righteous? You got born again. You asked Jesus in your heart, a little 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You become the righteousness of God in Christ. So he's talking about born again believers. And he said, now the just shall live by faith. My, my righteous ones will live by faith. What, what, what a, a word that he, I, I am called to live by faith. And he says, but if anyone draws back, if anyone cuts and runs, my soul has no pleasure in him. And so the word draw back there, it literally means for me to cower in fear. So I'm, I'm watching that and I'm looking at that and I'm studying it. And I, I got a cross-reference on this right here. And it was in Habakkuk 2.4. And it says the same thing. The just shall live by faith. And it literally means when the just live by faith, I am to trust God and I follow all his instructions. Every one of them. Now, I don't know if you've realized this or not. If you're born again... You've operated in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And you know why I say that? Let me ask you right now. Did any of you in here, when you gave your heart to Jesus, did you see him physically? Did Jesus come up with a business card and say, hey, I'm Jesus? None of us. So how did you base your eternity on someone you've never seen? We hear the Bible. We hear the word of God. We hear the truth and something starts moving in our hearts. And then guess what? We hear that message. And what did we, we do to become a born again? We acted on the word of God. How did we act on the word of God? We confessed our sin. We confessed Jesus as Lord of our life. We asked him to come in. And the Bible says that's how you get born again. So you acted by faith when you did that. Do you know every time you confess your sin, you act by faith? How's that? First John 1 John 1.9, he said, if you'll confess your sin to God, he'll forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So you know what you do? You obey the scriptures, you do what God said, you confess your sin, and then you receive it. So we walk in faith 
a lot more than we're aware of. And so every day you walk by faith, you get an opportunity to step out a little more and a little more. And what I mean by stepping out, my faith is based on the word of God. Matthew 4, 4 says this, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So within the word of God, now I want you to hear me real close. Within the word of God is the, the spiritual nutrients, the spiritual vitamins, and the spiritual proteins that I need on a daily basis. Think about that physically. Man, if you're eating Twinkies all day, you're not going to last long. It may be good for the moment, but you're going to get hungry real quick. And so i, I got to get the Word of God in me day by day by day. Now listen real close to me. I'm not telling you got to read the whole Bible every day. But i I got to get down to, to where I read part of the Bible, whether it's a chapter here or a chapter there. And people will say, well, I don't know how to read the Bible. I've been there. I didn't know how to read the Bible. Where, where do we start? You know, that's a good question. But I think one of the best by, uh, chapters or, or books that you can read is the book of John. John's book is incredible. Go back and read all the, the, the uh, epistles. Here, here's, a, here's a great thing for the reading the Word of God. Take time to get a, some of the New Testament in you, some of the Old Testament in you. One of the easiest things to do is Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs. One, one proverb vitamin for every day. So I don't even know what today is. What is today's date? Whatever it is, 13th, 14th, you read Proverbs 13. Then the next day you read Proverbs 14. Well, what happens at the end of the month? You start over again. And you can never overdose on the Word of God. You can't get too much of the Word of God. Okay? It's one thing you can't get too much of God's word. But what I'm telling you here is, again, you, you get in the word and God will start getting in you. Remember we said faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I keep reading the word. I keep studying the word day by day by day. Day by day. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this is lesson number one tonight. You know, you got to keep coming back to him. We'll keep allowing Jesus to instruct us. But what you'll begin to see, and the Word of God will, it'll give you strength. It'll give you those vitamins. It'll give you insight on the Word of God. It'll tell you what God desires for us to do. Why don't you stand up here? And I'm getting done early. They're going to be proud of me tonight. Pretty simple, huh? I believe this personally, that every one of us in this room right now, we have a desire to grow spiritually. The Word of God is essential. You won't grow without the Word of God. So come on, let's, if you feel comfortable, let's raise your hands here to heaven. Let's bow our head. Father God, we come before you today. We thank you for the, the B-I-B-L-E, the instruction manual today. Lord, right now... The, we, we ask that you would grace us. Grace us to hear your word, Lord. Grace us to obey the word. Grace us. And Lord, you said that when we hear the word and obey it, 
Woo, just through your, your grace and your mercy, you would download wisdom within us. And so, Lord, we, we welcome wisdom right now. We welcome, Father God, that, that the Word of God will do precisely what you said it'll do. And so, Father God, as disciples of Jesus Christ here tonight, we ask you to grace us and increase our faith. And Father God, as your children, you said it's impossible to please you without faith. And so, Lord, we ask that right now, that you would move within us, you would stir within us to be men and women of kingdom faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, now go ahead. And go. If you stay in Hebrews 11, it's, it's the Faith Hall of Fame. When you go through that entire chapter, you'll see this over and over. By faith. By faith. It'll mention guys like Abraham. By faith. It'll mention Moses. By faith. Over and over, the patriarchs of faith. It'll mention a woman named Rahab. By faith. By faith. And so what you begin to see there is all those great men and women of the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, they were men and women of faith. That's how it goes. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.